Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. All right, it's time for another episode of Kick Some ADHD, and we have the inimitable Dana Rayburn here. Dana, how are you? I'm wonderful, David. Hi, summer's coming to an end. Yeah, winter is coming, as they say, except, I don't know. Florida, come on. I know, we don't have that here, but hey, but you're... ADHD Success Club is starting this week. That's yeah, it starts fun. tomorrow, Tuesday. Yeah, the 15th. Tuesday. I'm really excited. Super. And people can still join if there's room. There should, I, yeah, there's, yeah, there's room. You but, never know, um, right? If it fills up, then no, but you don't have to start at the beginning. So, yeah. Right. You, you can, yeah. So if you're interested and you go to DanaRayburn.com and the ADHD Success Club link and go ahead and join. And well, you know what? Them, I, I was thinking, this one out. David, let's give them kicksomeadhd.com slash success. Oh, sorry. Kicksomeadhd.com. Yeah. I mean, it takes you to DanaRayburn.com slash whatever that actual URL is. Yeah. It's just easier to remember. Kicksomeadhd.com slash success. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? And I'm I was sorry, thinking, totally David, if, if, you're, if our dear listeners are interested, email me when you join. Then send me an email um, that says camouflage or something or kick some ADHD. how about kick some ADHD in the subject yeah. and and you know I'll I'll talk to you in person on the phone I normally don't oh, do that but I I'll spend nice. a few minutes with you on the phone and and figure out where do you get start what's okay the so best place for you to start nobody tell anybody about that yeah please totally. this is a huge secret Shh. it's Shh. only for podcast listeners it of is. kick some ADHD so that's cool yeah that's cool. I'm glad you're doing that. That's awesome. Well, I just we'll thought it up. Just a little impulsivity, nothing serious. We don't have low impulse control or anything like that. So, no, you know, it's, it's going to be fine, Dana. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm just, I, I can hear Meg, my assistant, now saying, what have you done? What have you done? So if you're, but if you're in the success club and you're listening to the podcast and you heard about the whole thing from the podcast, Make sure to shoot Dana a note that says, hey, I heard about this on the podcast just because, yeah. you know, that helps yep. us understand yep. whether this is 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 helping or not. That's one way right. at least right. that helps us understand. So Dana, camouflaging your ADHD. I love this topic I because I want to know. The inquiring minds want to know. Yay or nay? Well... I'm a getting little, ahead of this, aren't I? You yeah. are. It's a little bit of both, a little bit of both. And let's first talk, David, though, about what do we mean by camouflaging ADHD? What are we even talking about? And then I I, I want to talk more also about the benefits, the costs, and then some tips for how to mm. camouflage your ADHD. Ooh, tips. Okay. How to do it well? Yeah. How to become well, a camouflage expert. That might be a spoiler because like- if you're going to do it. So wait a minute. Okay. So camouflaging your ADHD. So like, like this is not pretending we don't have it and just living in denial uh, because I tried that. Right. (laughs) I think most of us, many people have tried it. I've tried it. A lot of us have tried it and, and no, it's, it's the next step. 
It's not living in denial. It's trying to hide it. So it's trying to not let people know that you have ADHD and it's attempting to appear as what you might call a neurotypical person. Which is an interesting term. There's a lot of, uh, it's, I actually like that terminology, but I think, you know, we, we always get into trouble when we start talking about how to label us, whether we have right. ADHD or not. So, um, but yeah, trying to look like, hey, everything's fine here. <laughs> Don't ignore yeah. that man behind yeah. the curtain. Yeah, everything's fine here. Everything's <laughs> there's fine. no ADHD. Yeah. There's, there's no ADHD. That missed deadline was a fluke. Right. And yeah. I did this for years. Well, before I knew I had ADHD and sure. a lot of us do that. It's not even, you're not even in denial. It's that you, you know, something's different, but you don't know what it is. I've never been inside someone else's brain. You, right. Like you don't know that your brain is different. How could you know? Exactly. Exactly. You just think, whoa, this thing seem harder for me than it does for these other people or why am I the one always struggling with this when no one else seems to be however it's so that is then you start building these camouflaging skills and you start at least I did learning how to hide it and I sure. became an absolute expert at it yeah it's like hiding introversion I do that pretty well most people don't know that I'm not an introvert I'm sorry that I, you're an expert you're not said an extrovert. that wrong strike yeah. that reverse yeah that I'm They'll assume if they meet me in person that I'm an extrovert. So I, yeah, I, same way I could camouflage ADHD. I just didn't, I just didn't know I was doing it. It was, it was like some, some form of coping mechanism and please nobody look too closely right. at all the spinning plates. Right. So <laughs> yeah. that's the unintentional camouflaging that it, it's a defense mechanism we build as we grow up if we, it, before we even know about it or there's a diagnosis. And then there's also the intentional camouflaging. Where, okay, you know something's wrong, but you don't want people to know, and so we've got to figure out how to hide it. And sometimes it's wise to prevent people from knowing that don't need to know for some you know, valid reason, right? Yes. And in fact, that's our topic next week. Who do you tell? Who do you, Good. Who do you let know that you have ADHD? Okay, so we'll we'll set that aside for now because I, I I could follow that rabbit trail, but I won't. I won't. You won't. I'm not going to let you. I appreciate that. I see this works so well. <laughs> Having a coach is the greatest. Okay, so, um, so yeah, so if you decide that you're going to, so like strategically, I'm not going to allow people in various settings of my life to know that I have ADHD. So let let's just take work for example. Let's say you're employed. You're gainfully employed. And you've decided strategically it's better if people don't know that you have ADHD. Um, so what? Why? What would? Let's talk about why we would maybe find that beneficial. Okay, yeah, the benefits, and then let's talk about the costs also. So you're sure. not labeled. Getting labeled. We'll talk about this so much next week. But when you're labeled ADHD, then it becomes something for people to point at. Right. Uh, I remember when my daughter was young, she had a friend, a young, she was, I guess they were 10, 11, and a, a, a little girl she played with. And they, the little girl had ADHD and it was well known in school. She was on medication. She was the problem child. But the other kids would point at, oh, she's just so ADD today or ADHD today and da 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 da. If other, they wouldn't, if they didn't know, they wouldn't have done that. They would have just thought, right. oh, she's a little wild today. And maybe it's better to not draw attention, especially to a young person, 
right. you know, like to how they're different all the time. That right. might be useful, you know, but same thing is true in, a, in, a, in, in our adult lives, right? The label can maybe cause people to question things about us that might not really be worth questioning, right? Exactly. And we're going to dig into that so much more next week, David. Okay. I'll stay. Thank you yeah, for just like, stop painting it. the line for me. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Focus. Read your notes. Yeah. So um, it also, when you, the benefit of camouflaging it, it lets, is it lets you control the conversation. It's similar to the other, but it lets you be more in control of what people are thinking about you. So like, let's say you need, well, no, we're going to talk about that next week. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Uh, it removes, and this is all so closely related, the, it, it reduces the shaming from other people. You don't have a target on your back, you know, and you, th but the thing also is you think you feel better about yourself because other people don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Because, because we're sensitive to what they're thinking about us anyway. And if we hand them ammunition... <laughs> right versus not handing them ammunition at least we know they don't have that bullet loaded right the, that's probably not a good analogy i'm that sorry isn't. i don't know where that came from yeah that's awful it's but okay. anyway it's okay you know what i mean yeah yeah so they yes yeah, so it, it it so but it helps us think they think better about us and here's what i want people to realize and what i learned because i used to go by what other people thought of me and mm. i realized eventually as I got my ADHD more and more under control that um, what's most important is what I think of myself, not what others think about me. So true. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So it's getting to a point that you're managing your ADHD because it makes you more confident, you thinking better about yourself. And if that takes some camouflaging to do, go, so be it. Nice. All right. So there, are, there, there can be strategic benefits. Yeah. The and costs. I, you, costs. I was just going to say. Yeah. Go ahead. Huge shame. The fraud factor. Yeah, because you're you're deceiving. So like the, you, your conscience may plague you over this because you're just yeah. you're consistently deceiving people around you, or depending on how you frame it, I guess. Right. Right. I, when I was young, married, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, it's, it's in, I write about it, it's in my book and stuff. But anyway, um, I was incredibly disorganized, but I pretended to the world like I was organized. So sure. I always looked well-dressed and my car was, the trunk was a mess, but pe the parts people could see were clean. And my desk would sort of be cleaned off, but the drawers were a disaster. And my apartment, nobody could come in unless I had two days warning, things like that. And so I would get that two days warning before people would come over and I would hide the mess and they'd walk in and say, Oh, it looks so beautiful and tidy in here. It felt icky. It was awful Ooh, because yeah. I knew I was a fraud and it was, it just was not a good way to live. And have you experienced the fraud factorness, David? I, I don't think that I have. And partly because I didn't, I wasn't successful at disguising certain aspects of this. Like you just talking about the clutter. I remember having a business coach that was a, a we used to run business events and he spoke for our events and he was a, he's a very successful business coach and he taught people wear the suit, but you know, because he always was always how you present yourself. That way he focused so much on that because people don't pay attention to it. Right. And he was in town and I, had gotten surprised by him. We went out to lunch and we walked by my car. And at the time I was, I was driving a BMW three series 
and the trunk had filled up long ago and this, the back seat was loaded, but there was no place for anybody to sit. And, and he, he leaned over and looked into my car and went very slowly examining it. And he was trying to make a point and I know his heart was in the right place, but honestly, and I love the guy to this day, but I, I could have slugged him. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, as he was trying to make the point, people see this vehicle and they look at this and they make judgments about you based on this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I didn't say it, but I just don't have the energy to care. Mm -hmm. I really don't have any more, you fill in the blank, to give about this. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't, <laughs> you know? If I could have solved it, I would have, you know? It's not, you know, anyway. And now, yeah. of course, my car is clean. I don't, I don't have that issue anymore, but I did feel the shame. So I, I wasn't... I guess I wasn't as big on, on defrauding people, but the shame, yeah, for sure. Right. So, the, yeah, it's the shame, the fraud factor. And the other thing, you may not get the help you need because you're so busy hiding it, nobody realizes you've got ADHD. Yeah, if you need to schedule a time to go see a therapist or, a, or have a coach, people are wondering, right? So you don't. Right, right. <laughs> and And then... It also confuses and angers the people in your world who see both sides of your picture. I yeah. and, and a story of this, I talked to a man who was inquiring about coaching yesterday. And um, I will change his name to Jake. I'll, but anyway, he... Okay, he is, not Jake. Not yet, yeah, Jake. And Jake is very successful in his business. He's he's self-employed. He's got a great business and, and he's got an assistant who handles the stuff he doesn't like to do. So his world is built around his strengths, weaknesses, Jake is my hero. managed, and he's he's fully engaged in this business. On the other hand, at home, he's a hot mess. Oh. And his wife is absolutely fed up with him she's been fed up with him for years however it's getting worse uh, because now everybody's home because of COVID. oh right COVID-19 right and it's it, this has been a hot issue with them for years oh. and now it is just exploding so oh, he boy. called me not for help with business he called me for help with with keeping his marriage intact oh i feel the pain on this one i really do so jake you went from being my hero to dude i know your name isn't jake but i really feel for you right now yeah, yeah. so it's so as and so his wife is absolutely frustrated because she sees at work he's one person at home he's another he's incredibly can't you intelligent do yeah. she knows mm. he's incredibly intelligent so it becomes this why don't you just try harder why can't oh, you yeah yeah if you would just clean up the clutter or if you would just do the thing or just focus or be consistent. Yeah. So oh. he's not intentionally camouflaging it at work. He just happens to have done one of the tips we're going to talk about next is set up oh, your good. environment to work well for you. So David, how about if we go into our break? Sounds good. And then we'll come back and talk about the, the tips for how to camouflage like a pro. I love this. Like if you're going to do it, do it right. Do it, do it right. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, it's David. You know that feeling that you get when you've been focusing on something for a while and you check the clock or your watch and you realize... 
Oh my goodness, a whole bunch of time just went by while I was down this rabbit hole. Maybe it was a good rabbit hole in that you were working on something you needed to get done. You hyper-focused, that's great, that's a good feeling, as long as the time side of it doesn't throw you off. But sometimes it's that we opened a Facebook tab when maybe, you know, we had other things to do, or maybe we've been subconsciously procrastinating on something, and then time goes by. It's one of these ideas that some people refer to as time blindness, and it is something that accompanies ADHD. So if you have ADHD, there's a good chance you have a different relationship with time than someone who doesn't have ADHD, and it's one of the things that causes us so much trouble in our working lives. In fact, Dana has built the ADHD Success Club, and the idea of mastering time and how you manage time and how you manage your tasks and your to-dos and your projects and all that stuff, time mastery is one of the three pillars of the ADHD Success Club. And here's the good news. We mentioned it at the top of the show today, but if you're listening to this episode anywhere near the day we release it here in September 2020, it's a great time for you to get in. In fact, it opens tomorrow if you happen to catch this episode on the day we release it. But don't worry, if you are catching this announcement after the fact, you can dive in as long as Dana still has room. So I want to invite you to go to kicksomeadhd.com success. You can see all about how the program works and, in fact, the other two pillars uh, of the program, the, 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 the pillars of ADHD success. One of them is ADHD time mastery, and I'll let you check out what the other two are, but they're really important. Kicksomeadhd.com slash success is where you can go to check this out. I want to urge you to do it right now while you're thinking about it. There's a free ebook that Dana will give you there if you type your name and email address in, but don't worry, you don't have to do that. You can check out all the information, see if the program might be right for you, and learn more. I want to invite you, please, do it now. Kicksomeadhd.com slash success. You're going to thank me for it. All right, Dana, so this part reminds me of this book I read years ago. And it was A Speeder's Guide to Avoiding Tickets. It was written by a retired New York State police officer. And he said, look, never lie to a cop. Never, ever. And he reemphasized it. And then he's like, if you're going to lie to a cop. <laughs> it, was, it was a really, that's actually still a good book, honestly, if you happen to have a speeding issue. But we're not talking about speeding today. We're talking about if you're going to camouflage your ADHD. Here's how to do it right. Do it right, man. Do it right. I love this. Okay. So right. the first one that a lot of people are probably already doing is hiding the clutter. Uh, when, you know, when you know someone's coming over, you quickly take everything and cram it in whatever open space you can put it in. And then you never see it again. Yes, exactly. The bags. Often in when I'm working with people, with people in the success club especially, they talk about their room of shame where they stash oh. everything or they put everything in bags. And so their the room is lined with bags full of papers. Yeah. Um, that was my home office for years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it still is. But um, <laughs> I mean, my home office was already a mess. So it was like, I'll oh, just throw it in there. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so it's hide the clutter. And, and okay. this is something that with ADHD, if we have clutter problems, we learn to do this from a young age. Uh, I can remember shoving everything under the bed or in my closet, you know, trying to hide it so my mom wouldn't lean on me for my messy room. The thing is, it's stressful and you probably are going to get found out. Oh, I had a boss every day at the end of the day. He would open a drawer. He had this huge desk. He'd open a drawer and it was the big, big wide drawer. 
slid, just, just took his arm and slid everything in it, locked a drawer and left. And he was like, your desk must be clean at the end of every day. That was a rule. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I never want to be that guy and well, have to look through the desk drawer. I thing. was that I was that guy because I worked in aerospace and I oh. was I had a security clearance and and we had to have our desk cleared off. Yes, you can't leave sensitive materials. Around. No, you can't leave anything out. So it and I had oh. to do that every day. And the drawer was like it, it was like a composting drawer. I never knew where anything was. It was awful. Wow. Yeah. So oh, hiding that, the clutter and getting good at that. Now, one of the hiding the clutter tips, if you don't want to sweep stuff into an empty area, is just stack it. So if you have a pile that's just a random messy pile, just take it and stack it so the edges are lined up. I, I got told to do that, but then I would be like, well, this needs to stick out, so I'll see it. So I, you know, I had to rotate it. <laughs> And then, oh, I just, oh, I found a way around all of the tips. So the real, the, the best thing to do is to learn to be organized. And you can right. teach people that in the success club, right? Yeah. But, but yeah. at least you can camouflage the clutter. I yeah. like these tips. Yeah. I'm not going to refute them anymore. Thank you. Just stop <laughs> it. Good thing you're a continent or way. Um, then my next favorite one is fake. Perfect the art of fake listening. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Stop it. <laughs> Just stop. It. It's no, but it's good. Like you have to look interested. You have to nod periodically. Uh huh. On a Zoom call, right? Oh, I was on the most boring Zoom meeting last night for a, oh, a volunteer group I'm involved with, and it's bureaucratic, and they just talk, and I just don't give a rip about all the stuff they're talking about. Anyway, but I, it's a good organization. It has, it has its benefits, but sometimes you have to go through these boring Zoom meetings. Anyway, so I'm reading a book on something completely different I love the, that. when I'm in the Zoom meeting, but I would look up and I pretend like I was taking notes and look up and look very engaged, thinking, oh man, I hope nobody asks me a question. And the, the, so I always put the article I'm reading right under the webcam. So I'm looking in the direction of the yeah. camera. But there was even even better one. A guy took a video loop of himself that made it look like he was listening and stuff. And he swapped out his Zoom background for it. And it worked Intense. until he forgot. And then he showed up twice in the video. And it was like, yeah, I found out. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops. But like in person. So Dana, do you have like, I, I mean, I learned to do this in school. I fell asleep. I learned to sleep in class. That was like one with of your my eyes open. Yeah. With your my eyes open, as little drool as possible. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, since my husband probably never listens to this and family members that listen, cause I know some of you do, you keep your mouth shut. Do not uh, tell him. I am, yeah. um, I have perfected the art of in eye engagement, nodding my head, oh. smiling at the right time. And I don't have a clue what the guy is saying. Oh, I can never play this episode for any potential relationship partner now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're gonna so if, know if you're gonna do it perfect the art of fake listening it, and you, you be, be convincing and have a have a comment or a question ready right like that's one of the other things that works well because that way if, if you are some, someone draws attention to you you can at least change the subject with a brilliant question and maybe they won't notice like oh tell me more about that Okay, well, yeah, that's a good generic <laughs> one. But I, I try to have one that's like relevant to the conversation. It might be a complete non sequitur, but I don't care. I'm just changing the topic. I mean, you know. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. So the next one is fix the obvious pain points. 
And David, most people with ADHD, we have the pain, what I'm calling them pain points. And that those are the places where our ADHD is much more apparent to other people. Often it's being late, you know, and, and because when someone's waiting for you for the forever for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you're always a late person. If you learn how to be on time or closer to being on time, that relieves that pain point. So other people yes. don't know. It. And I did, I, I got that one for many years. I had mastered the art of being on time. For meetings and things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I have, there's a whole module in the success club that we break down this strategy. It's a four-step strategy for how to be on time. Cause it's a, a lot more detail complicated in there than you think. Oh um, yeah. It's like, just be better. Right. Hey, just right. focus more. No. ADHD is no problem. Just focus. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Just be on time. Yeah. Another one <laughs> no. is, is, is learn to return emails quickly. I mean, that yeah. one, and the email is such a problem for so many people with ADHD. Our in, inboxes can be overflowing. Um, and learning how to dedicate time each day and focus on it and get return emails quickly, it, it makes it so people aren't waiting for you. Did we talk about scheduling responses? So I, I want to return the important ones quickly, but I don't usually want the other the recipient to know that i returned it quickly so i schedule it to to show up randomly a couple hours later oh that's interesting because i'd rather obfuscate when it is because people people get messages yeah from how quickly you do or do not respond right. and they think they're training you like oh if i say it's an emergency he responds quickly and no in my case i kind of have the squeaky wheel gets replaced theory mm -hmm. so if you, the more, the more you try to amp up the pressure on me, the later I will reply. So I might reply immediately, but I'll schedule it for later. Oh. I'm sorry. This sounds like, this no, is I, it makes pathological. Sense. No, it, okay. It, it, we, you're, you're a little sick, frankly, but it's okay. I love you anyway. It's okay. I appreciate it. I, it's, yeah. it's a disease. I, I admit it. it's, it's all good. Yeah. Okay, so the, another pain point is things like clearing off the desk. We talked about that. If your desk is absolutely a mess, figure out, how to be organized and clear it off, or at least clear it, make it so it doesn't look so messy. Just figure out or, how to make or it. Or at so least what your webcam can see for the Zoom call. Right, right. <laughs> um, one of the favorite ones I figured out for me is not facing the door. In days when you used to meet people in restaurants, you'd go out for a restaurant or you're at a bar and there's a TV. Don't face the stimulation uh... because we're so visually distracted I realize I'm trying, actually trying to pay attention and talk to someone and have a conversation, but the visual distractions just zing me. So my eyes are constantly looking away. See, that's interesting because I'm driven to sit with my back to a wall so I know it's behind me and so that I can see threats. And it's like situa right. basic situational I know. awareness. I know. And right? that's what, yeah, because in the, you know, the, the basic situ situational awareness is important. Sure. So it's a toss up. Yeah. Well, and, and, and right. So like if it's a, depending on the kind of meeting it is, maybe you sacrifice the situational awareness so that you appear to be paying attention. Yeah. So if I'm out, eat, out eating with my darling husband, that's one thing. Cause he knows that my eyes are constantly going to something else. And, and believe me, I do not fake listen with him all the time. I don't, I mean, it's, I just don't, it's just sometimes, but it's, um, and so it's, so it's, it's only okay. when he doesn't know. <laughs> and but if it's if it's somebody who I don't know well who um 
I don't want to have them thinking, whoa, she's not even paying attention to me or a potential client or something like that. It's, I don't want them to see that I'm constantly distracted. That's really, that's a useful one. I'm going to like make a mental note about that one. That's useful. And then the other obvious pain point for a lot of people is interrupting conversations, diarrhea of the mouth, talking, yammering on and on and on about things that aren't important. I, I usually pair diarrhea of the mouth with constipation of the brain. <laughs> yeah. Because I have both usually. So yeah, interrupting. And you know, I was raised to not interrupt because my dad was a Marine and and he, but he had ADHD and we didn't know it. And he was and he's still technically undiagnosed, but he hated it with a passion and it was because he had ADHD, but he preserved, he, he reserved the right to interrupt everybody else. So I, I sort of grew up with that, depending on who was in the room, I would not interrupt, but then, man, if I get excited, well, you know, Dana, I, I do it to you all the time. Well, on this yeah, time. we interrupt each other constantly. And I was, as you were talking, I was just paying attention and it's this feeling inside. I want to blurt out. I want to interrupt and you, and it's no control, control, control. Do you ever like make a note so that you remember what it was you're because like that's part of it is I don't want to lose this thing I want to say. And I know you're talking and you're saying something important, but like if I don't say it now, it's gonna disappear. <laughs> I'm kind of think if it disappears, it wasn't meant to be there anyway. If it if it's important, it'll stay or come back. I, I if I'm in a class part. or something, I will or a meeting, I'll write it down and sure a question. If it, it's if it's a casual conversation. I won't. No, fair enough. Okay. These are good. Okay. So pick one or two things. Obviously not, not all of them. Being on time, return your emails quickly, sit yeah. facing the door, never sit facing the door, clear off your desk, and then controlling and interrupting. So you don't want to pick all of them, but like one or two, how do you pick? Do you pick the one that you, one or two that you think you're weakest at, or do you pick the one or two that might have the most positive impact? If you the one or two that have, has the most positive impact. The one or two that other people might notice. Because not everybody's going to have all of these things going on. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Good. Masking and camouflaging. Yeah. I like this. Okay. So the next tip for camouflaging, camouflaging like a pro is one of our podcasts we talked about a few weeks ago is using technology. So yes. you're, so the, you are automating the important things that they get done. And David, what, do you remember what number that was? I can look it up if you need me to. I will tell you it was episode number 17, automating your troubles away. So it's like three episodes ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So just go ahead and, and pay attention to that. So the things that get delayed, you just, you just don't, it doesn't happen. Things get happen right. quickly. And the important stuff doesn't get dropped. Right. You know, even if all you're automating is a reminder to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Um, the next one, build an amazing environment. We talked about this with the, when I talked about Jake uh, before our break, that his work right. environment was just great for him. He, he could yes. succeed there. So then what do you need to do to make it so he can succeed at home? And, yes. and one of the reasons my ADHD is so well managed is because I've built an environment for me at work and home that really supports me. So my habits and my structures and my systems are, are very, very supportive of what that is great. Yeah. And your husband does not have ADHD, right? Like no. at some, at some point we need to do a podcast episode that talks about being in a relationship with someone that has ADHD. Like 
should we pair up or not, for example? Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not yeah, no, to... No, he uh, doesn't. Scott doesn't. No. That's good. That's good. That's good. Dana, your next point here, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just, I want to say it, but I can't, I like, I just, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. Gaslighting and blaming others. So now we're getting into the, into the ways of camouflaging it that you may already be doing. Um, blaming, blaming something else, blaming someone, lying about it, making, you know, making someone else feel like they're, I thought we were meeting at 10. You mean we were really meeting at 1030? So, um, so you're, you're not necessarily a proponent of this strategy. Is no, that right? I mean, you're, no. we're not suggesting that the, uh, the unethical gaslighting of others is something you shouldn't get. No, and blaming others. I believe in taking responsibility for ourselves and and owning up to what we do wrong. I believe in um, keeping, you know, being ethical. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're doing this and you know it, if you're gaslighting people to hide your whatever symptoms, um, this is probably, this kind of harkens back to our recent episode where we talked about signs that your ADHD <laughs> is uh, is out of control. Yeah. Like if, if you're on the unethical side of camouflaging your ADHD to this level, not good. No. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, we've done, I did it when I was a kid. Hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and I'm with you. I believe we just have to take responsibility and that can be hard to do if you're trying to also camouflage your ADHD. So I don't know, taking responsibility without apologizing all the time, I guess, is part of it. Yeah, exactly. I would, was going to tell you a story from the third grade, but I won't because I just looked at the clock. Um, so the bottom line, David, is if you're spending so much time and energy camouflaging your ADHD, get some help. Stop struggling. Life does not have to be so darn hard. It just doesn't. And the camouflaging is, is there's so much shame and you're lying and you don't remember you've lied and other people are frustrated and upset with you. Life becomes so much more complicated than it needs to be. Just doesn't have to be so hard. That's so good. And you know, I'm really looking forward to the ne the, the next topic because there are ways, like there's a lot that we yeah. obviously put off oh, the yeah. next week that we could talk about with this. But I think all of us to some degree or another will have situations where camouflaging our ADHD is a good idea. So yes. having some tools, I really like this. Yes. This is useful. Yes. Yeah. And I must admit, I have become so good at this. I have people I've known for years, close friends, who have, have had no idea that I have ADHD until I told them. Isn't that cool? Because I I can come across like I'm together, and I haven't had that experience, Dana. It, it was more like, yeah, we all knew that. Why didn't you know it? Yeah. Um, you know. But in reality, though, a lot of them don't even understand what it is. So right. they, you know, it was a punchline. So, but anyway, okay. Yeah. So good camouflaging your ADHD. This is good stuff. So, David, what's your top thing you got from this this week? What's the big takeaway? I, you know, honestly, the thing that, that I think has jumped out the most at me so far is this never sit facing the door thing. And, it, and it's not one I'm going to use often, but in certain situations where I need to not be distracted, that's a pain point that I can address by just having, and it's so backwards to my wiring. So 
I think I'll actually remember to do it as a result. <laughs> or <laughs> facing I mean? the televisions or uh, bars with televisions in every corner make me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I started to learn to do in meetings was be the one who takes the notes on screen. Oh. If, if you're doing notes on screen, because that way it forced me to pay attention yep. to what people were saying. Yep. So um, that's just a random something that has no place in this part of the episode. But nevertheless, that's what that's that's that's, that's what I mean. Tangent. Tangent. Yep. So, Dana, um, this is good. And then next week we'll talk about all the strategies around who you do and don't tell. Right? Yeah. And how do you how you talk about it? Because and how I, to talk about it. Yes. Right. That's one of the most, one of the very popular uh, modules in the success club is who do you tell and how do you talk about it? Because there are strategies sure. to do it. Well, speaking of the success club, if you are in a situation where you feel like you need extra help, you know, maybe, maybe you're realizing that you've been gaslighting and it's that bad. Dana's success club is outstanding. And I know she won't say it. I will say it for her. It's outstanding. So it's starting this week. Depending on how soon you hear this episode, you might even be able to catch the first session. So kicksimadhd.com slash success for that. Thank you. Yeah. And also, hey, we want to hear from you about this episode. Give us your feedback. This is episode number 21. So you can go to kicksimadhd.com slash 021. Make your comments there. Tweet us. Hit us up on Facebook. Um, send us email. We want to hear from you. Carrier pigeons. Yes. And in the era of COVID-19, that might not be a bad idea. Um, <laughs> so good stuff. Well, Dana, thank you. Thanks. Dana. I know we're out of time, so I'm just going to like. Yeah, we're, way, we're way over time. So thanks yeah. everybody for listening and for letting us rattle on in your ears. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.